Hey guys, and welcome to Hunting Land, presented by Great Days Outdoors Magazine. If you'd like to stay up to date on hunting tactics, land management, land values, and land market dynamics, this is a podcast for you. This week's show is brought to you by SunSouth. When it's time to tackle projects on your property, go see the folks at SunSouth. They offer John Deere equipment ready to tackle any project that comes your way. From mowing and mulching to planting and picking, the team at SunSouth will help you find the equipment to meet your needs. And right now at SunSouth, you can get 0% financing on select John Deere equipment, plus receive additional bonus cash on qualifying trade-in equipment. Go see the folks at SunSouth. Equipment for those that do. Some restrictions apply. See dealer for details. Expires April 30th, 2021. I'm your host, Joe Baia, here again with everybody's All-American, my fearless leader and broker and co-host, Clint Flowers. How you doing this week, Clint? I'm good. That was a lot of... Uh... <laughs> I was trying to pump you up because I know the turkeys have been kicking your butt this week. Yeah, they've definitely chinked my armor a few times this week. Yeah, well, the good news is, you know, in talking with you, you're starting to have failed every possible way you can fail, so... You shouldn't do that again, you would think, right? Like you should be learning from these mistakes. And you're, I mean, you're making all of them. So that's that's a positive, I would say. Well, my wife might disagree with that theory, but but yeah, we'll <laughs> go with that. <laughs> well, man, how's it been going? Uh, you and I got to hunt together on Saturday and birds weren't gobbling great. They, they're definitely uh, with hens down there in South Alabama. And so the early mornings were not that great. Uh, how's it been for you this week? Got out there a little late, intentionally late yesterday, got everybody on the bus and out, decided to go kind of check it mid-morning and get a lot of action, had three toms come up and just outside of range and a group of hens apparently got a little jealous of me and they dragged them off and wouldn't let them come any closer. So yeah, a few minutes talk- of uh, high tension there, but but that's it. You're talking too sweet, you know, as those girls were jealous. So you got, <laughs> but that'll change, man. You know, uh, uh, turkey season's funny. A lot of, a lot of years it's hot and heavy right out of the gate. Other years, not so much, and a lot of folks get frustrated, but man, the usually those years where it's a little bit slower to start, the end of the season can be unbelievable, and a lot of times folks have moved on to fishing by then, so hopefully you'll stick with it and see some success here coming up. Well, man, today's show's going to be good. You know, a little bit later in the show, we're going to be talking to John Casimus and getting in a really cool story about an event that's going to benefit wild turkey conservation. And I'm, I'm looking forward to that story. Before we get there, though, we got to check in and get this month's land financing interest rates update. We're going to do that with John Matulia of Alabama Ag Credit. John, welcome back to Hunting Land, man. Well, you know, we, we love to check back in and see what's going on with interest rates. And before we get into the nitty gritty on, uh, you know, details with interest rates, tell us a little about the land market in your area. And, you know, for folks that didn't hear you on the show last time, tell everybody a little bit about the area you cover. Yeah. So my name is John Matulia. I'm out of the Montgomery branch with Alabama Ag Credit. And so we cover the river river region and, and the surrounding counties. I think there's seven counties where I operate. And the land market has been great. Very exciting times. We're very active um, on new loan requests, doing some refinancing, but man, it's been been great. Yeah, we've been blessed, no doubt. I think everybody's just, you know, hoping it just stays that way pretty much. I mean, forever would be good. I mean, you know, at least for the rest of my career, it'd be nice. But <laughs> but uh, so, well, what's been hot? You know, I mean, what what are you seeing in that market that are the tracks that are maybe selling for, you know, a premium or uh, they're just not spending very much time on the market? Yeah, I would say the two things that I'm seeing move 
really fast, are very popular, our home sites. So call it 20 to 40 acre home sites are very active. A lot of new loan requests, a lot of new purchases, and then the smaller recreational tracks that are that are close by. So I think when folks want to be able to get 20 minutes out of town and be able to hunt, that's what that's what I'm seeing move. Yeah, Joe, I'm seeing the same thing everywhere. It's been wide open that that level of demand for that acreage range and for that purpose has seemed to be pretty universal in the last year or so. Yeah, same here. I mean, it just seems like we're selling everything we can we can market and advertise and it's not spending very much time on the market. And I'm seeing a lot of interest from, from folks from all over the country. It's not necessarily always local people. And I'm covering Northwest Florida, Southeast Alabama. John, where you are, are you starting to see some influence from, you know, quote unquote, out of towners? It's pretty amazing. I can think of deals coming out of Missouri right now, Michigan, Florida as well, even Georgia coming across the line from Georgia. So yeah, I'm, I'm kind of seeing them from all over. Yeah. You seeing the same thing in the black belt, Clint? Yeah, I'm actually sitting on the side of the road in the Black Belt today, dodging thunderstorms to show three tracks to some out-of-towners that are trying to get in before the to take a look at these before they sell because, you know, on two of these, we've already had three offers come in inside of two weeks. And so it's just created a lot of urgency out there. Yeah, no doubt. I mean, I think, too, you know, you're talking about multiple offer situations. That's another thing that I've seen this year more than ever is multiple offer situations on land and it seems like the folks that have everything lined up and ready to go are the ones that end up walking away with the contract. Not necessarily always the ones that are offering the best purchase price. It's bird in the hand for the landowner in a lot of cases. He's not wanting to take the risk of tying that property up with contingencies and whatnot if he doesn't have to. John, for folks that want to get their ducks in a row and get their financing in order and understand what they can do and and start to figure out their personal financial situation. What kind of terms are most popular with you guys? And and tell us a little bit about the rates they can expect and the down payments they can expect. Uh, I still every day get questions, you know, do people finance land? (laughs) So yeah, tell us a little bit about that. Well, to give you all a sales pitch, you were mentioning whoever has, has their ducks in a row, starting with a good land agent, Good land broker is a good place to start because typically they're touching you guys first. And so I have seen deals recently where maybe the realtor hasn't dealt with land and they are way behind the eight ball trying to get a good offer out there. As far as as rates and terms on our recreational tracks and when I say rec track, you know, a timber property, a pasture track, something something like that. Our most popular product would be a 20 year term with a fixed rate. 15% down is what most of those are. That's going to be our minimum down payment. Either way you look at it would be 15% down. We can use other land if if you don't um, have that equity or want to use other land. And that, you know, that rate over the past couple of weeks, I'd say three weeks has really gone up, um, but it's still historically an extremely low rate. I'd say mid, mid to high fours is what you'd be looking at today. And again, you called me three weeks ago, we'd be looking at 4%, maybe, maybe under that. And so that that's that. Now I'll mention to you in that regard, be sure you're talking with your lender. If you know you're not going to keep the note out there for 20 years, you may want to look at a 20 year amortization with a 10 year rate. And we can shave off a lot of um, percentage points by doing that. So be sure you're talking to your lender about what your goals are and what, what the future looks like with that property. Um, same regard, the home sites, our max term on that's going to be 15 years with 15% down. This is really a good 
time to talk to your lender because if you're going to build in five years, there's no reason to fix the rate for all 15 years. Now, unless you, you want to mitigate risk and something may happen where you don't build, but just keep in mind that you don't have to fix that rate. That 15-year deal is going to be um, mid to low fours. And again, that's, that's today. I, I wish we'd have this conversation three weeks ago. We'd be having a different conversation about rates. Um, but again, historically extremely low um, cost of funds and still really a great time to borrow money and buy land. When I think about the different ways to finance land, there's, there's always a lot of creative ways to do it. One, one of the things a lot of times is folks want to just, they, they've got cash coming in from some other sale and they're, they just want to buy it, pay cash. But then later on they decide, man, I, I, not, I like to get some, <laughs> wish I had some of that cash back. Do you guys offer a, like a line of credit on land? Like we're talking about? Yeah, so we would differ from your commercial or community bank where we don't have a HELOC. So let's say, and this is a, this is a good conversation to have because a lot of people do want to pay cash, but then maybe they have an issue with liquidity down the road. We're not doing cash out refinances. That's not something that we can do. We do have lines of credit for folks that are maybe dealing in agriculture or, or maybe they want to have the liquidity to buy a piece of property. And the example would be, let's use 400 acre timber track in Montgomery County. You can mortgage that with me. I can use that collateral, give you a line of credit for, let's just say, two hundred dollars or $300,000. And now you have those funds quickly to you in a day. You text me and say, I need these funds and they're, they're in your account. So that is an option that, that we look at. Very uncommon, but it is something we can do. Yeah. Well, and you know, one of the things too, I think it's always important to bring up is you're talking about these interest rates in in the fours, whether you're talking about a recreational home site down in the, you know, low to mid fours or a rec land, you know, kind of the mid to upper fours, but that doesn't take into account your patronage. So for folks that aren't familiar with that, explain the patronage, explain the co-op system. Yeah, I appreciate you bringing that up. So we're member owned and operated. And so what that means is when you borrow money from me, you do purchase stock at the closing table. The stock's $1,000 and and we give it back to you when, when you pay us off, as long as we don't go out of business and farm credit, we've been in business for over a hundred years. So the way it works is for us, we declare our dividend or our patronage, excuse me. And so for 2020, we're paying back 100 basis points or 1%. And that's based on your average loan balance. So we're literally writing you a check. And in fact, I had a customer call me yesterday and said, hey, I got this huge check. Is this, am I supposed to have this? And they forget about it. But yeah, we sent back 1% to all of our customers year this year based on their average loan balance. So the easiest way to think about that as a consumer is if my rate's four and a half percent and Alabama Ag Credit sent me back 1%, my cost of funds last year was 3.5% instead of 4.5%. Yeah, I remember the first time I got that check, I called the bank and I said, uh, I think this is supposed to be working the other way around. And uh, I was reminded of the patronage and pretty nice to receive a surprise check for a few thousand dollars in the mail from your bank. So, John, for folks that are in the market right now, they're thinking about buying or maybe they're actively looking when they want to make that first offer, they want to reach out and put together an approval can you guys approve them based on their credit worthiness, their income, their financial picture, or do y'all have to have that property to look at to say, hey, you know, we will finance this property? 
the easiest thing to do is reach out to one of our local branches, tell them what you're looking at doing. We'll work off the list price. And, and of course, the loan can always go down from there. So that, that's the easiest step to take. And then, of course, having a conversation over the phone. I can't tell you how many folks I've talked to over the phone that they call me. They don't have 15 percent down. We talk kind of about their monthly or annual budget. It doesn't cash flow. And so really, we got a lot of good lenders that work with us. Just picking up the phone and calling our, our branch or our, our local, your local branch and having that conversation would be one way. But then, two to answer your question really simply, we'll just work off the list price of kind of what you're looking at or the ballpark range that you're looking at. Well, John, if folks want to do that, get in touch with you or get in touch with anyone uh, in their local area with Alabama Ag Credit, how should they reach out to you? Yeah, so the first place I would say is to go is alabamaagcredit.com, um, alabamaagcredit.com, and you can find your local branch in your area and, and call their office, or you can contact us at 334-270-8686. That's going to be the Montgomery branch, 334-270-8686. Well, John, thanks again for joining us and giving us that uh, interest rate update. We'll look forward to staying in touch with you and you know, wish you a, a safe and prosperous spring. I appreciate you guys have a good one. All right, guys, that wraps up another great segment. Y'all take a minute to check out some of the businesses that keep this show free for you each week. Brush Clearing Services. If you've been considering forestry mulching, don't forget, there is no substitute for horsepower. Brush Clearing Services provides high output, high production forestry mulchers from three to 600 horsepower. Smaller skid steer mulcher runtime rates may be lower, but BCS production will be two to three times more than these smaller machines. BCS prides itself on providing dependable equipment to ensure project completion is on time and under budget. Check out their full line of property and land services at brushclearingservices.com. Dot com or call them at 706-718-1690. Clint, today's show is going to be about something really fun, really exciting, really uh, interesting <laughs> that's being done for a good cause. You know, joining us this week, we got John Casimus. John is known best for his leadership at Zoe's Kitchen and growing it into a wildly successful regional brand. His latest venture is uh, Crazy Cas Boys, which is taking the liquidation world by a storm and you know, even though these are interesting stories in their own right, that's not what we're here to talk about today. Today, we're here to talk about John's quest to set the world record for the quickest completion of the National Wild Turkey Federation Grand Slam. The goal is to harvest all four birds within 36 hours. Yes, that's right. 36 hours on film. John, first question is, why are you doing this? That is a great question. Slade Johnson and I started talking about this uh, a few months ago, actually last year. And just with COVID, we just, it obviously wasn't going to happen. And, and I just wanted to really do something that was outrageous that had to do involved with hunting that could be fun that people would get excited about wanting to see and something that would take a tremendous amount of effort and logistics to get done. And so we thought about trying to complete the grand slam the fastest as anybody's ever done it before. And really the main reason we're doing this is to raise awareness and raise funds for conservation to, for the protection uh, in the future of turkey hunting. And that's obviously to support the NWTF. This is not a NWTF event. This is something, nothing that they put on. This is something that I am putting on personally myself, 100% of the cost associated with this trip I'm funding personally, and that includes the air travel, that includes all the guys that are going, the film production, 
all the supplies it's going to take, all the licenses, all the guides, everything I'm funding myself. And, and it's a significant investment. But the hope is that we will get a tremendous amount of exposure for the NWTF, that we will get a lot of people that want to come watch us along this incredible journey. And then hopefully we're going to raise more than $100,000 for the NWTF. And, and, and goodness, I mean, all charities suffered like all of us suffered during 2020 with COVID. And fundraising was one thing that really was, it really hurt organizations that were basically nonprofits. And so our goal here is to really impact them financially and to have some fun along the way. John, I just want to say I'm, I'm from Alabama, so I'm allowed to say this. A world record for the fastest time to kill a whole bunch of stuff. That is like so Alabama. And I think that's really cool, man. <laughs> so. we, we, we thought about it and we wanted to make sure that in the spirit of what we were doing, that it was, this is a, a legal, legit turkey hunt. Yeah, we're not trying to go and get the best footage, meaning that we're not trying to set up the perfect turkey hunt with the perfect bird coming across the field. This is for speed and we are going to video and, and get everything on camera. But again, this is something that we're trying to do to set a time record. And strictly the really the real reason is some people could really, you know, may want to try to spin this negatively. But look, all we're doing is having some fun. Um, we're going to do something that you can legally do and that tip people mainly will do this in a season. But we said, let's do it a lot faster and try to do it um, again to just create awareness and to get people to want to follow us along this journey. And I think that um, it's going to be fun. I know uh, it's going to be really extremely difficult to accomplish. The odds are stacked against us. Turkeys, as everybody knows, are incredibly difficult to, to harvest, uh, especially the eastern turkey. And we're going to try to do that here in Alabama, which is even harder. I don't know if anybody would argue that the eastern turkey in the southeast is the hardest, one of the hardest things to kill. But that's uh, what we're going to do. And we'll, we'll see what happens. Man, that's going to be really fun to, to watch and see you go through this because and I was saying before we started recording, to kill two turkeys in 36 hours is probably the best I've ever done. And that was staying in one spot. So, you know, <laughs> I can't, I just can't imagine. There's so many variables. Every time you are successful in a turkey hunt, it's a triumph. I mean, it doesn't matter. The fact that you're going to try to do four in 36 hours is really cool. What are the subspecies of this slam? There's different slams out there. So, which four species, subspecies are you going after? So first of all, the, the NWTF map, they've got a map of their subspecies all over the world where people hunt birds. And so we are going to use their map in the areas that we're going to be hunting so that it's legit based on the NWTF standards of where these birds are harvested based on that subspecies. So our plan is to hunt in South Dakota for Merriam. Uh, we're going to hunt in eastern Kansas. I mean, excuse me, sorry, a Rio in Kansas. Uh, an Eastern down here in Alabama or Tennessee. We're not sure yet where, we're, you know, we've got a lot of irons in the fire and it depends on what's, you know, the birds, what they're doing three weeks from now. Plus it depends on weather. Uh, and then Osceola, obviously down in Florida. And, and those are the, the four that we're going after. How are you guys going to raise money for the NWTF? You mentioned that you're funding the actual event but tell us how the money flows, because I think that that's the key point of all of this, is that this is going to be a really good benefit to wild turkey conservation. That's right. So what we've done is we've gone out to all the outdoor companies that, are, that, are, that operate in the hunting industry, uh, and some are specifically for turkey hunting. Some are camo companies and, and gun companies and things like that. 
we've raised over $23,000 worth of giveaways that we're going to bundle up into packages and we're going to raffle those off throughout this process, plus a grand prize that Hoyt Archery, I, uh, I'm a, a Hoyt Pro Staff member on the hunting side of things, and they've been gracious enough to give us one of their brand new bows that's going to be that's going to be given to our grand prize winner. So here's what you do to donate and to follow this trip. You go to under36.com, just simple, just the word under and then the number 36.com. When you go there, that's hosted by Trips for Trade, which is one of our big sponsors. And that's a really great organization where people can trade trips back and forth, hunting from farm to farm and city to city or game to game, condo to condo, you name it. And so they're hosting the page. So when you go on there, you register, you guess the time it's going to take for us to complete the Grand Slam. And whoever gets the closest time is going to win that grand prize. Everybody else is going to be in a raffle that's going to be done electronically. And based on the amount that you donate, you it determines the number of entries you get into the raffle. The minimum donation is $35. And so here is the what you really need to understand and the most exciting part about this, that with a $35 donation, you get two things, actually three things. One is you get a membership to the NWTF for that $35. So that's really great. What's even better is that the NWTF is going to give everybody that donates in our event a $25 gift card to Bass Pro Shops. So this is a no-brainer. Anybody that's out there that wants to follow us and have a chance to win and, and support the NWTF, it's really going to cost you a net of $10, which is incredible. And then that gives you opportunities for entry. And then we're going to give 40 packages. We're going to raffle 40 different packages. And they're on the website. You can see all the great stuff from Yeti coolers to turkey calls to camo, you name it. And uh, and that's how you how you donate. They've all we've got it. We've got a package on there that if you donate ninety dollars, you're going to get three years of membership to the NWTF plus a twenty five dollar gift card plus many more opportunities for the raffle. And, and that's and listen, if somebody wants to give five thousand, ten thousand, you name it, this is a great way to do it for a great cause. That's really cool. I know a lot of our listeners are already NWTF members. This just extends their membership too, doesn't it? That's exactly right. When all the funds come in and we send them all the entries of who the people are, they're going to cross check it with their membership base and they'll add those years on to your current membership. So you're getting really a discounted membership for the future. And, and listen, the NWTF, it's, it's, it's very important for people to understand really the impact that they've made. I mean, you know, 20 or 30 years ago, the turkey population, I think domestically in the U.S. was around a million and a half, and it's well over four and a half million now. There's been over 20 million acres of land that has been designated now and have access for, for hunters and people to enjoy and to use for turkey hunting. And, and, and listen, the most important thing for anybody that likes to hunt, whether you want a turkey hunt, deer hunt, hog hunt, it doesn't matter. The number one thing that we need to be doing as a group to ensure future generations' rights and abilities to hunt is that we have to get young people in, into hunting. And, and that's really, really what the, the mission is here, is to let some young people get them excited about the outdoors. And so my, my pledge 
personally is to try to get as many young people involved in the hunting as I can. And I also kind of issue that challenge to anybody that ever hears me and, and shares my passion for the outdoors is please uh, take a child and put them in the outdoors and let them experience it one time. And cause that's really uh, the only way that we're going to have hunting for future generations that we have to have hunters. Yeah, John, I couldn't agree more. I mean, I had my seven-year-old with me last weekend for the youth hunt and, or excuse me, on the youth weekend. And he's seven years old, about to be eight, got his first bird with a 410 all on his own. And he looked at me this week and just best compliment I've had all year. Said, dad, you know, I'd rather go turkey hunting with you than play the iPad. <laughs> and that was like, of all the things I've achieved professionally or, or personally, that was one of the best compliments I've ever had from a seven-year-old. That's truly really one of the best things I've heard in a long time. It, it is amazing what those devices have done to young people. I've got a 16-year-old daughter, and two years ago, we killed her first turkey together. We actually doubled up here at my farm right after school one afternoon. It was, it was a, a moment I'll never forget. And once you start hunting with a child, it really becomes more about just – I get more pleasure out of watching people and watching young people hunt than I would actually hunt myself. And, you know, to me, turkey hunting, and listen, I, I'm not, I, I don't want anybody to, to, to misunderstand the spirit of what we're doing here. Yes, I'm a really accomplished hunter when it comes to bow hunting and killing big game and big mule deer and things like that. And I know how to turkey hunt. I like to turkey hunt, but I'm not the expert turkey hunter. I'm not a great caller, but this is all for fun. And this is just about passion for hunting and being outdoors and being with friends. And it's been, we're going to have a great group of people. I got Graham Taylor that, you know, very well, he's going to be calling. He's an amazing caller. He knows the woods better than anybody I know. I'm bringing him because if we got to kill a turkey and there's a turkey around us, he'll get it done. And then, you know, I've got great camera crew. Uh, we're going to have a great time. We're going to be really tired. I'm flying the airplane. So that throws a twist into it as well. And we've got a lot of gear we got to move around. I'm assuming we're not going to sleep for a couple of days, but that's kind of the plan. I've witnessed Graham run a turkey like it was on remote control before. He's a he's a wizard. Maybe once you set this world record, John, you could uh, like try toting like a four year old with you with like a bag of snacks. You know, <laughs> you know. I think that would be. Then I'd really feel like you've done something. Hey, listen, I got friends that when I take them hunting, it's like taking a four-year-old because I can't get them to sit still. <laughs> I try to get them to understand that, look, if a tur if you can see a turkey, it doesn't matter if it's 300 yards away. If you can see it, they can see you. So that means when I say there's a turkey over there, do not turn your head. I feel like I need to put them in a straitjacket. Yeah, you're, you're talking to one of them. He uh, will remain nameless, but I, I've been working with him this week a little bit on trying to be a little, a little more sneaky with the turkeys, you know, but – well, John, man, that's a really cool, just exciting event to undertake. I'm looking forward to following along and seeing how you guys do. And, and I would imagine it is not going to be without uh, drama. can only imagine with that many plane flights and that many hard-headed turkeys, y'all are going to have quite a challenge on your hands. Once again, tell everybody if they want to get involved in this, and I don't know why you wouldn't. Uh, like you said, it's pretty much a no-brainer from a cost perspective. If they want to get involved with this, where can they go? And when does it start? When are y'all going to do this? Okay, so under36.com, U-N-D-E-R, the number 36.com. Go there, follow the instructions. Very simple. There's some videos talking about the hunt, what we're going to be doing. So how you donate is very simple. Go to under36.com. 
com. That's U-N-D-E-R, the number 36.com. Follow all the instructions there. Very simple on how you donate. Minimum donation is $35. Remember, we're going to give you $25 back for any donation that you make. That's the first thing. Uh, we are going to begin this hunt somewhere around April the 14th or 15th. Now, Mother Nature is dictating when we go. We got to have great weather out west and we got to have great weather here especially for these finicky birds down here in Alabama and Tennessee. God knows if it's cloudy, it makes it very difficult to kill one of them for whatever reason. So it's going to be weather dependent. They're going to be following us on my social media at John Casimus, and we're going to have updates every day on when we're going to be going. And once we set that date and we get five or six days out, we're going to set it. We're going to start the hunt. We're going to be live the entire time through this process. So that's kind of how you follow us, how you donate, and, uh, and we're going to leave it at that. And that's going to be where the fun begins and the chaos starts. Well, John, we wish you the best of luck, man. And uh, looking forward to following along and be looking forward to checking back after it's done and, and hearing some of the behind the scenes of how it really all comes together. Well, listen, we really appreciate it. Say a prayer for us. We're going to need God's help to get this accomplished and, uh, and a lot of really good luck. So anyway, that's kind of what we're, uh, what we're hoping for. But thank you guys so much. And again, please make a difference in the lives of the less fortunate and also try to help us with the NWTF and, uh, and raise these funds for uh, the continuation of turkey hunting uh, around the world. Clint, what a wild idea that is, man. I mean, have you put in 36 hours yet this year uh, and have you killed a turkey yet? <laughs> I have not. Uh, you notice the theme of this show is how terrible you're doing this year. <laughs> I'd feel even worse if I couldn't go. <laughs> uh, I'd, re I'd rather go and fail than not go at all. So uh, I'm having, I'm having fun failing. Well, that's for, for all the guys like me who haven't been able to hunt as much as they want to. This is, this is how we feel better about ourselves is by making fun of the less fortunate. So, <laughs> man, I can't imagine trying to kill four turkeys in 36 hours, period. Adding yeah, that's going to take a lot of skill. Yeah. And luck and planning and I mean, I'm just trying to just thinking about the logistics of that is even just mind boggling. It's pretty cool to check out that under 36.com and see the kind of the travel route that they're thinking about taking. And, but, you know, like I say, it is, it's something exciting and it'll be fun to follow and, and every bit of the money's going back to wild turkey conservation, but, and, and not just, that's the other thing too, is, you know, John was talking about bringing up the next generation of hunters is a big component of that is also bringing in new adult hunters into the fold. And that's one of the things the NWTF has been involved in. I know in Alabama with the adult mentored hunting programs that are out there, because I mean, the statistics show that if you want to get a kid into the outdoors, you need to get their parents into the outdoors. And they're involved in that. They're involved in giving people access. Access is another big component of that. People got to have a place to go. It's just, it's a fun way to support. And man, what, what a no brainer, 35 bucks to enter. You get a $25 gift certificate to Bass Pro and a membership to the NWTF for a year. Why wouldn't you at least do that? Definitely a, just a cool idea. Can't wait to see how it turns out. Yep. That's one of my favorite parts of the land businesses, especially with new landowners coming online, you know, really helping them understand and see the opportunities out there. And then, you know, I'm really excited to see see this journey for them and for John and the crew and, and hope they're successful in it. Well, folks, that is going to wrap it up this week. I hope you guys will support, you know, this event and support the NWTF. Uh, it sounds like it's going to be a, a fun one. 
And we want to make it easy for you guys to listen as soon as our new shows are ready. So here's a handy option for you. To get the podcast emailed to you, all you have to do is text the word hunting to 773-770-4377. Again, the word hunting, that's with a G. And I know, I know some of you Alabama guys were like, hunting? Like, no G? No, it's with a G to 773-770-4377 to join our email list. And as always, please be sure to subscribe, rate, and review wherever you're listening to this podcast. It really helps us keep the show going. Hope you guys stay safe out there. We will talk to you next week. This week's Hunt and Land podcast has been brought to you by Fox Island Marine. They have new pontoon boats, bass boats, bow riders, and aluminum boats for sale. They provide boat service on all kinds of boats, even if they weren't purchased from Bucks. You can visit them at 4500 Highway 77 in Southside, Alabama, or give them a call at 256-442-2588. And also brought to you by Brush Clearing Services. Check out their full line of property and land services at brushclearingservices.com or call them at 706-718-1690. And also SunSouth, own the best for less. Visit SunSouth for quality John Deere equipment you've been dreaming of or visit sunsouth.com. SunSouth, for those that do. And also brought to you by Alabama Ag Credit. As the local experts in rural real estate financing, they can help you with everything from homes and land to tractors and crops. Because sometimes natural resources need financial resources. And while some lenders don't get it, they do. Learn more by visiting alabamaagcredit.com. This week's show has been brought to you by Joe Baia and Clint Flowers, members of the top producing team at National Land Realty, the fastest growing and most innovative land brokerage in the nation. Bottom line, we know land, and now is a great time to buy or sell. Want to know why? Shoot us an email at pros at landhunting.com or call us at 855-NLR-LAND. And also buy Great Days Outdoors magazine. Great Days Outdoors magazine guides you on hunting and fishing south of the Mason-Dixon. Become a better southern hunter and angler and pick up your copy today. Wherever fine magazines are sold or save online at greatdaysoutdoors.com.